there's these guys there that are sort of like, uh, I like to say it's like the Sopranos meet Eckhart Tolle, yeah? <laughs> they're, like, they're like made men. And uh, he, uh, one of them, I love the man, he, uh, he, he had been in recovery and then he got reinvigorated, right? He got reenthused and he really saw the value of service. Yeah, he was really into it. I think I told this book. So this, uh, he saw this couple, this old couple, older couple, you know, broken down on the side of the road in Staten Island. And uh, he pulled over to try to be of help. And they needed to t- change the tire, right? So the old, they were like 75, 80 years old. So he, the man was outside, the woman was sitting in the car, and he got there and he started, he like pushed the old guy away, started trying to fix the car, realized he couldn't get off, but there was a gas station down there. He says, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to run. He runs over there and he tells us the gas station, you got to take these people right away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he comes back, he, does, he, put, he gets in the car, and he looks at the lady and says, don't worry, I'm going to drive it, I'm, we're going we're gonna to drive slowly to the station. He says, do you have any money? Don't worry, I'll, don't worry, I'll pay for it. Everything. And the lady's like stunned and this and that. And he leaves the old man behind and drives the old man's like wildly down there. And he says, and he's doing all this stuff, and finally the lady says, Stop helping us! Stop helping us! So that's what happens with mind, yeah? Mind gets enthusiastic about something, sometimes that's not a good move. Because it gets, it starts, it fuels it with its own ideas of what it thinks it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it's like moderation. You know, just take your time, travel light with it, entertain it. It's just a possibility. Yeah. If you need a lifestyle, like if you have some real problem, like for us, alcoholism or addiction, then to for the action figure to do halfway decent here, you probably need to leave a, lead a lifestyle. The lifestyle that you were leaving, leaving wasn't working, doesn't work. Yeah, it's a failed system completely. And you're going to be totally busy with consequences unless you take care of some basic uh, situations in your life. Yeah. Once you've found a lifestyle, for me, the message illuminates it. That's what it does. It doesn't replace it because the lifestyle is a form of expression. It gives you a possibility or a way to express in, let's say, in a principled manner. Yeah? So in other words, your life's expression isn't based on personality or characteristics or feelings, but it's based on sound principles. So therefore, your expression in this place called time can get sort of harmonious over time. Yeah? It can have a certain theme and a certain balance to it instead of a real radical up and down, really jumping high, a lot of crescendos and a lot of crashes. But it can sort of have like hold one note. Yeah? One note all through the all through the years, yeah? and so therefore that gets taken care of. Now at that point, what does that lifestyle do? It frees you up from a lot of concern, yeah, because the lifestyle in itself takes care of everything. Mostly everything is built on habits, so habits aren't usually thought about or thought through. They're just what you do, yeah. Just like for me, I go to meetings. I never think about going to a meeting. I just go to a meeting, yeah. I don't go to the meeting to get anything. I don't really give, go to the meeting to give anything. I just go there. You know, it's just a habit. So the habits don't take much thought, and they don't really um, call on much thought. Yeah. There's not much thought about it. You just go. In other words, I don't review every meeting I go to and say, is this the last one? Should I even go this and that? I don't really review because 
I, I walk in there with what I used to think I was going to get. Yeah? I walk in there as what I used to be looking for. So therefore that whole, and you'll see, you really will see the activity of the problem from the solution. Yeah? Have you ever done something and you thought you had a reason why you were doing it? And then the reason was fulfilled and you still do it? So there's this drive, and then the drive does what it does, but the mind jumps on it and wants to interpret it and wants to conceptualize it and make up a story around it about it has a reason why you're doing this. But the doing it comes first, in a way. The interpretation hops on its back. It's never first. Yeah? Just like this lady sent uh, my roommate uh, this piece of neuroscience, you know, the study of the brain, where they obviously now they know quite commonly in the brain that everything, all the options that we, uh, uh, we call a choice here are from the subconscious, yeah? The subconscious is where the options, I don't believe there's choices, there's no individual, but it's sort of like there's options, and then the uh, subconscious goes with one or the other, yeah? Whatever, what, whatever determines its indicating inclination is what motivates it to go that way. I don't see there's a single person that's choosing, yeah? But when it moves up and it goes and does, initiates an action, then part of that, what gets initiated, is the narration of the action, yeah? Which is in the, is in the realm of selfing. So the, the narration of the action is what most of our attention goes to. We go to the narration and we don't get the sense of the action anymore. We get the sense from every action that you're the actor. Yeah? You're the doer. That's the sense that gets produced. It's not a sense of the consciousness or the awareness or the livingness or the beingness or the manifestation of it. Some things you do do that, and that's why you like doing them, like skiing or surfing or whatever, having sex. There are opportunities that, that have that where the sense of the, what's happening is more than the narration of it. But mostly during the day, it's the narration is the overriding uh, attention grabber, yeah? So there's the subconscious, it's initiating actions, and then part of the initiation is the reaction of the mental process, I call selfing, that claims it, yes? And how it claims it, it uses the action to, to point to the actor. It uses every feeling to point to the feeler. It uses every experience to point to the experiencer. And you know, it doesn't translate cleanly the experience into the experiencer because it's really weird. It actually translates the experience from the idea of the experiencer. So it uses this weird little conceptual uh, like uh, idea, which is the past becomes the dominant interpretation of the present action. Yeah. So every action just refers to another action that you did at some other time, or yeah, or was or did to you. Yeah. So every action is never left alone. It's not left alone anymore. It's not clean. Yeah. It's used. It's taken advantage of. It's claimed. And so the attention, instead of just feeling like hey, the living of the day, there's the interpretation of the day. And there's a big difference. Yeah. Obviously. When you live on the interpretation, you're empty. And not in that lovely way that they talk about in Buddhism, but empty compared to full. And so the mind has, well, its gas tank is stuck on its own idea of how empty it is, but it plays around with this, this gauge, and it's thinking, 
all day, well, am I getting any full? You know, am I accruing any value? Or like this, yeah? And it never seems to get full, does it? Even a full, in a way, when it's talked about up there, it's empty, you know? I want it more. You know, where is it? You know, your tank can't have any more. No, I want more. I gotta get a bigger tank, you know? So this gauge is, but it's weird. It doesn't really run by how much is, how much activity has filled it, it's the mind overrides it. So you may have a full tank, but the gauges are empty all the time. Yeah? And so it lives in this past idea, and every present activity causes that reaction. It's just immediately referred, and the past overrides the present. Yeah? This is something incredible in a way, how a mental realm could be the dominant uh, interloper here. Yeah? It's taking life and sort of neutered it immediately by its claiming, and then dissects it, and then moves all the parts, you know, separates all the parts, and then puts them together in a weird-like beast. It's like taking something and making Frankenstein into it, you know? You know what I mean? It's just... And of course, like in the movie, the Frankenstein monster always kills its creator. It's really freaking pissed off at its creator. Yeah, <laughs> it wants to kill the doc, you know, whoever did this to me. So here's this point: so our own monster, our own interpretation, and of course it's not you. That's the great news. But the mind's own interpretation is what's driving it crazy. Yeah. But the crip is this interpretation has a sealed second lock, which is you. You feel like it's you. Yeah? So even when you're disgusted or burnt out by the interpretation, you all you try but there's still the interpreter is in place. What happens is you're just gonna get another interpretation. Yeah? Which is sooner or later probably gonna lead to the same sense that the last interpretation led to. Because it's not the variation or the one interpretation you have, it's the feeling of being the interpreter. That's the bonding point. That's the glue right there. It's not shifting interpretations. It's seeing that all interpretations in this realm of self-centeredness imply the interpreter. Or, yeah, they imply the noun, the phantom, the doer, the haver, the alpha, the omega, the one that was prior to anything that has ever happened. And it actually believes that it's going to be here when everything stops happening. It's in for a rude awakening, because it's just a voice box of the body. It's not going to go, oh, bye-bye, I hated that body anyway. It's bye-bye. I mean, it's going to be interrupted, and it's, not, it's going to be the last one to know. Yeah. So I have trouble when people believe that they can get themselves into a state that they're going to be conscious of the act in the last moment of life. I've had a couple examples in my life when I was suddenly hurt, where it was, quote-unquote, the last moment of my life. And I'll tell you, the, the event overrides the interpretation. Yeah? The event happens, and what happens is, if it's, if it's traumatic enough... The interpretation doesn't occur because, let's say, the brain gets, for me, the brain got whacked and my nervous system shut down. So there was, the event happened and all there was was onness and there was no interpretation for a while. So if you're identified as the interpreter, you're never going to be here at the last moment. 
I just don't feel that way. I just do not get it. Yeah? I going to be something's gonna you're gonna shut down probably for the last moment in a sense. Yeah? The you that you're not. That the interpretation, that's a process, and that process may not process, just like the liver and the kidneys shut down, that can shut down. And it's gonna shut down probably before the moment of exit. So I don't know. That's just my feeling about that. So the idea of uh, that, okay, because you've done it, a number of us have done it. We've tried to change the interpretation, yes? We've heard a lot of incredible, subtle, beautiful concepts, a lot of novel ideas, a lot of well-worn revelations, but the application is usually formatted by the system that you want relief from. Yeah, the application is okay. What do I do? Yeah, immediately you hear something, and immediately sort of like you're supposed to respond to action. Okay, what the first one who gets up ain't you. <laughs> what should I do? Yeah, you know what I mean. The message already hit home, but what shows up next gets all the attention. All right, what should I do about that? Nothing. Yeah, let it get in. Let it do its little thing. Yeah. Maybe you're doing way too much. <laughs> Maybe that clothes don't, those clothes don't need to be washed anymore. Maybe they're as white as they're ever going to be. <laughs> just like, turn off the washer, turn off... Yeah, just, who knows? <laughs> I mean, take a walk outside. That always works. Yeah, nature is just an incredible, like, uh, space. The trees, I mean, for me, the aspects of mine. But it's just a lovely space that mind's holding, you know? And if you can escape into there, you know, get some help. Get your allies. You know, get some, go to where you love. You know, and uh, put the rock down. And the beautiful news is, just see that you can put the rock down, and that may lead to the experience of putting the rock down. Yeah? When you give up the idea that you can put it down. And also give up the idea that giving self so much credit that it would be great if it wasn't here. That's way too much credit for it. I mean, when it's absent, you don't even know it was here because it never was, really. You know? When it becomes the dominant infl- the dominant emphasis that it's absent instead of present, it's not a big deal <laughs> in a lot of ways. You know? I mean, the self even tries to think it's great by what would, what would happen if it was absent. You know? It's unbelievable self-centeredness. It really is. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mental process, really, that's grabbed our attention. And it's fueled by us, in a way. Yeah. And I find that bondage to it, and the difficulty of breaking that bondage, is because it's the act of being identified as, nothing more, nothing less. And that act of being identified as isn't, you weren't identified as it once, and that's it. It has to happen over and over again, because it's not a natural bonding. The idea of being a self is not a natural bonding to mind. You have to really put a lot of glue there. A lot of glue. And it doesn't hold long. Yeah? So it has to be reapplied like all day. That's why you have all those thoughts. All those thoughts that are about inane things, and most of them are about what's not even happening, you know, past and future. But they are producing the belief or the sense of what's not happening as the one it's happening to. <laughs> <laughs> they are producing what's not happening, 
But through that, they're really producing the one that it's happening to. That's, I believe, is their real uh, drive or agenda. Yeah, that's its that's its drive is to take something that can't be denied, like thoughts, but use it to to prove that it's undeniable. There's a thinker. Yeah, taking something you can't deny, feelings, but to use that as proof that there's an undeniability in the feeling. Yeah, that's a big leap if you ever look at it. But it seems it's just assumed. If there's doing, I must be. Do- I'm the doer. If there's thinking, hey, I'm the thinker. Hearing, I must be the hearer. Yeah. Who says that? Who says that must be? <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're giving a lot of authority to a failed system to be right once. <laughs> it's right most. It's wrong about the most inane things, and yet we're going to just assume it's right about a very, very let's say profound thing, which is what you are and what you're not. Yeah, I mean, I can't even judge. I can't even judge what what show's going to be on. You know, <laughs> who's going to win the game? But I'm thinking, oh yes. Every action, I'm the actor. <laughs> it's a obvious. I mean, look, who else did it? Must have been me. Yeah. <laughs> There's an aspect of mind that doesn't see it that way. It's not self-centered. So when seeing when doing is occurring, is doing. Yeah. It's not a huge deal. Feeling is feelings. Thinking is thinking. Hearing this, you know, there's hearing. Why does hearing imply or ironclad implication that there's a hearer? I mean, where's the proof in that? It's amazing because even when we were babies, they proved it that the baby till about 18 months has no idea that they're someone. Yet they're functioning here. Consciousness is in place. Yes. They're feeling, seeing, hearing. I don't know how much thinking they're doing, but they're, 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 there's that occurring. Yet, but there's no feeling of being the doer of it all. And there's a, something that's so attractive to, when you look at a baby. Yeah, I would say that's probably it. That's what's attractive: watching life without the liver. Yeah. I don't mean the physical liver, but the liver. <laughs> you wouldn't be watching life without the liver. Let's so throw the liver in there. But what would you say, the liver? <laughs> you know, there's something that's really beautiful about when you see it in their eyes. I remember when I at my house, my uh, landlady she takes care of her kids, kids. Yeah. So, and every day, five, well, a couple of days a week, hours. Hour. So the, the second one was a boy, and my room enters into the living room, so when I would come out in the morning, the kid would be, squ- you know, he couldn't walk yet or crawl, he'd just sit and squat, and he'd be looking at me. And I, I, just, I was walking towards the bathroom, and he just looked at me the whole way, like this, until he fell down. <laughs> and it was like the best hello I ever get. It was just like, it was just like totally on, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's totally on. It's such a beautiful event. Yeah, I would say that's why it like kicks up in us. It's oh yeah, you know. For me, I don't. It's it's more than just it's not a memory, but the feeling I had was everything was brighter until a certain point. You know, that I mean brighter, literally brighter. 
like everything was lighter, and everything until a certain point when introspection kicked in, when the when the seeking or the attention was st- started going this way. Yeah, instead of just attending to everything out, it's sort of like a lighthouse that's lighting up everything, and suddenly lighthouse turns the light upon itself, and now its orbit is not lighting anything else up. It's not good for navigation anymore, but it's just consumed with itself. It's just looking at the, look at me. I'm lighting everything up. No, you're not. I'm really living. No, you're not. Look at what I just did. No, you're not. It's sort of like a reverse lighthouse. It's insane. Yeah? And then everything went to hell, literally. And then, I swear to God, when I was a kid, the, the pictures of the family, we'd all be sitting there, you know, they had the photographer come in. And I was I was the youngest there, and I, I looked like a cherub, and my family, everyone was bright and everything. A few years later, there's pictures of me and my family, and I'm I'm like apart from looking at my mother suspiciously, like, <laughs> 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 what, what's happening here? I swear to God, I got so weird so fast. I was like, what? I mean, my coach of little league actually went to my mother's house and said, you know. I'm watching the game, and I look there, down the side, and there's Paul staring at me in a very strange way. I'm like, what? You know, I was just like totally flipped out. What happened? You know, and a discomfort and that dis-ease arose, and it became my uh, partner for years, and I couldn't get freaking relief from it until drinking and using, and I got a little bit of relief. You know. So I almost can recognize the day it happened, and everything got darker. I mean, literally darker. I don't mean events, but the whole like uh, lighting of the drama got darker. Like the wattage went down. Yeah. And once there's less light, then there's less seeing. You don't see what's going on. Yeah. Really, you don't see what's going on. And then as the light gets darker, 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 what what are you going to rely on? That voice that's yapping all day. And then if it's dark, like if this room went dark and we're not familiar with this area, we wouldn't know how to navigate through this room. We'd run into people and chairs and hurt ourselves. So what do we do? Instead of like really sitting with it, we get knee pads, you know? So, all right, we're going to hit run into chairs and then we start buying maps from people about where the bathroom is. You know, oh, I was once here years ago when the light was on. This is how you go left, right? You know, but if it was light, you just see the bathroom. You wouldn't need a freaking map. You know what I mean? And it's always paying too. You, know? you usually never get a free map. It's always like, yeah, it's free now, but you're going to need another map when this doesn't work. So that's going to cost you. Know? And it goes on and on. So the darkness pr- produces a lot of effects. Why not just find the light switch you know? instead of? Keep adapting to what's unbearable. Let's question: How did the lights go out? <laughs> you know what I mean? What the? What heist occurred when that immediacy was taken from me? The spontaneity, the ability to recognize this is all there is because my mind didn't think I could be anywhere else yet. Yeah. As soon as I started thinking I could be somewhere else, this was sucked. This was denied every freaking day. You know, it always could have been better. It's incredible how how this life's been hijacked by this little idea, yeah? And then we've just gone willingly along with it. It's sort of like a parasite with our host. The parasite is really hostile, but it has a great strategy. 
when it takes you over, just like if a big bug flew in here and landed, what would our reaction be like that, right? And super fast, no thought about it. Oh, there's a huge bug on me. What should I do? You know, oh, that's my bug. I shouldn't have hit it. No. You know, no, you, ah, what happened to us? We've just not, there's been like a takeover, a parasitical takeover, and we've just succumbed, yeah? Because it has a great strategy. It convinces us that we're it. Yeah? So, we want to be free. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, Harold, it'll go trump it up. Yeah, let's get, go, let's go out and get free. But you're going to try to become free as that. How can that be freedom? That's its trick. It doesn't care if you want to become spiritual. Go ahead. <laughs> it's laughing like crazy. Go ahead. Put on the whites. Do this. Purify yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you go to the temple, you'll be flipping out just like you flip out at the mall. <laughs> Come on, do this. Yeah, take ayahuasca. You'll be back in the day. Come on, go ahead. Yes. All that stuff will happen. <laughs> it can take advantage of everything. That's what it does. That's its nature. Yeah. If you carry it to a situation, because conscious contact is the giver of all situations, if conscious contact is there, the mental process will take advantage of whatever that there is. That's its nature. It's like a snake. It's not changing. Yeah. All right. And if you see that, okay, if I'm not that then possibly for once, the mind that really believes it has a lot of energy to entertain freedom, finally has that energy directed correctly at it. Oh, I can be free from that. Yeah? I've been trying to be free as it. No, no, no. I can, I can be free from it. Aha, now you're on to something. And I'll tell you, it delivers the goods. And you'll realize the greatest solution to dissatisfaction is satisfaction. And you are the source of it. You are your own source of satisfaction. You are the source of it. Yes? Once you rely on that which is always reliable, what's going to happen? Your expression is going to express that. You're going to travel lighter. Yeah? You'll be able to help people through hard times. And you'll be able to travel lighter through, quote-unquote, your own hard times. And it will, be, it will demonstrate itself, and it, there's no need for it to demonstrate itself, but in this place of expression or manifestation, it will manifest right where the rubber hits the road. Not as a conceptual philosophy, because people are studying and realizing there is no world, and yet they're going home and flipping out that the newspaper boy missed their porch. Yeah? <laughs> it doesn't translate into a traveling lighter. Yeah? These really, these physicists, they know there is no world. They know all there is is light and da-da-da. There's no self and like this. Yet, they're living as completely as one that knows there isn't one. That's worse. <laughs> as you know, that's worse than if you just thought you were self getting better. <laughs> <laughs> it really, when you feel relevant and you're entertaining the irrelevance of that, it really is painful <laughs> to the mind. <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously. So, <laughs> but this translates here, here, with your girlfriend having cancer, let's say, with you having this, with people who are in trouble. With some, with a crazy meeting of newcomers in AA, you can sit there and hold the space and have some sanity there. 
because you know all through all the stumbling and bumbling they've fallen upon a portal of grace. Yeah? Their rights and wrongs will be dismissed and sooner or later if they stay they'll travel lighter. And they realize it's not about right or wrong. It's just about giving up. Giving up the ghost. Giving up the steering wheel. And you can't give up the steering wheel as the one who's holding the steering wheel. You've got to realize you're not that which is holding the steering wheel. That's the experience of giving up the steering wheel. People want the experience of the giving up the steering wheel as the one who's holding on to the steering wheel. Because if you have that experience, you'll be holding on to the steering wheel. Again, actually you're holding on to it still, thinking you let go of the steering wheel. You're still driving now the state of letting go of the steering wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the hidden steering wheel you never see. Yeah? But if you're not that which is holding on to the steering wheel, for me, that translates into the experience of letting go of the steering wheel. Yeah, that's what it did. When I used to try to let go of the steering wheel, it didn't translate into that experience. It didn't. It was a very temporary idea that held no water. When the shit hit the fan, I was I now I had now I thought I shouldn't have any shit on my face, it was worse. And before I used to at least learn some skillful means to wipe it off. Now I have this novel idea. There is no shit and there's no me, but I got freaking brown crust all over me. You know what I mean? And I smell like hell. Fuck, it's insane. So, this is an idea I entertained. It works. Yes. It works. It didn't work. It works. It never stopped working. And it had always been working. It doesn't have any intention to work. It's just working. It's always available at all times. And its nature is to be available. Yeah. If you can entertain the possibility, you'll find out. Yeah? On some level. And it's crazy to judge what level you think you are. Yeah? It's like that same space is blown through all the flutes. Yeah? doesn't matter if the flute has six holes or two holes. It doesn't matter if it was a high note or a low note. It's just the sense of that presence. Yeah? That oneness, let's say. That's more than enough. Like, I remember I was at a talk, doing a talk, and the guy said, well, now that you've, you're in that ocean, why do, I, do you want to explore the depths of it? I said, this is the depths of it. Just the way it is right now, this is the depths of it. I swear, this is it. This is, all, this is the best, in a way. Why? Well, because it's occurring. It's nice to give that value. <laughs> I think there's more. Well, you may think that. <laughs> but somehow, if you think that, you're going to sense that this is less. And that's for, that's making something out of nothing. Yeah? Even if you make it into something much better, it's still making something out of nothing. Yeah? Let nothing do what it wants to do. You may become an incredible something as an appearance, as a manifestation, but it's still rooted in nothing. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I love these things on the walls. Yeah. Like these all these places we have meetings at. What does that say? Dear God, can you give me John John? Dear God. Can you give me freedom? Oh freedom. Lead me to a good place and help me. God, thank you for 
great thing, bring me peace. From oh. everything. Bring me peace. Son Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was from my kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Then I said, fuck you to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sixth grade. Yeah, that's on the other side. That's <laughs> then I got eaten by the big fish. Eaten by the fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there I am today. There I am today. So, any questions today? Right there. Sure, I'll have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. okay, so it's a lot of work to maintain a self. There have to be yes. all those thoughts, and the thoughts then, the, the best ones as far as keeping the self are emotional. Again, fear, anger, blah, blah. So, it'd be easier to let that go. But there's something, when that happens, and there's a, the interpreter quiets down. And there is, you know, what remains is pretty wonderful. Why is it that I keep going back to hanging, to letting those thoughts come in? Well, yes, let's just say the thoughts come in. But the interpretation is you're letting them come in. Yeah? The thoughts just come in. Okay. So you're not letting them. You're not have, you don't you're not doing anything with it. That's the point. You, if if you can look at am I that one that's letting these thoughts in? Yeah, and then just go back instead of going uh, this way. Don't go linear. Go back. Go this way. Yeah. Ask. All right. Because it sounds like I mean, it could be just language, but there's still a feeling of you let them in, like that you have some power not to let them in. That's that's selfing to me. Just let see what's happening. And it, what I found, it's not that there's going to be a revelation and there's going to be the one who I've seen it clearly. There's just the seeing of it. Whatever it occurs, whenever there's a sense of someone pops up, it's always preceded by seeing. That popping up will never get behind the scene. I feel the seeing is what we are. You can't go back any farther. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, okay, if you go, uh, it seems like I keep letting the thoughts in. There must have been a seeing of that. Yeah? There must have been a scene that the thoughts were coming in for that interpretation to ride on its back, yeah? Men, all right, let's say you get even... Hey, I'm not even... I'm not the one that's letting those thoughts in. What's... How when, How can that come up? There's a scene of that, yeah? All right, I'm not the one who's... I'm not the one who's seeing that I'm not the one who let the thoughts in, yeah? No matter how far you take it back, you're always, you're always going to be stumped by the scene, the seeing is prior. Yeah? Seeing is context. Why not just go there right away instead of having to go through 12 examples? Because you will have them sooner or later. It happened with me where I saw, okay, when I first heard this message, I was at a meeting similar to this, probably much better, you know. <laughs> 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 better, better inviter, whatever. And this lady was sharing. And I was sitting there, and this was the first time I ever went, I think, to one, a satsang, but I'd been in Course in Europe so. And I thought I was seeing pretty good, you know. And so she said something, and it triggered my mind, my lens, to open up a little more. Yeah, just like, I thought this was all there was, you know. And then it just went, "Mm." and so I said, hey, what I've been doing, which is another thing I didn't see, because I was like, oh, what I've been doing is I've been seeing states of mind 
thinking I was the being seeing them, but that was also a state of mind. So I had these examples, like what was just said, and I had about eight or nine of them, where I kept, things got bigger, and but there was still an idea that there was someone who was experiencing bigger, and then I may have walked around like that for a week or two, maybe a month or two, and then something would happen, and the lens would go back to the point that wherever I took a position, my mind took a position and staked the claim, was shown to be in the, the mix, yeah? And I had about seven of these, and then I had enough. I realized it's going to go on and on and on and on and on. The mind is always going to try to pop up and claim to be the one, yet it's always going to be trumped by the seeing. It's like a gunslinger who can never lose. You know? like, oh, oh, you can't, uh, I don't really, ooh, you know, you can't beat it, yeah? It's always going to outdraw you, the seeing. So for me, I don't know how many examples, maybe eight or ten or twelve happened. And then I got the principle of it. Yeah? The principle was the context will never be trumped by what's appearing in it. And why would I, there's a sense of, there's a drive to identify as part of the content. Why not recognize the scene as being what I am? Yeah? Maybe we're more context than we know. Yeah? So every time I popped up, the seeing source, after a while, would say, hey, I just got these incredible. Oh, <laughs> oh hey, man, I even. Oh, hey! <laughs> yeah. Every time I popped up, hey! <laughs> it was like whack a mole. You know, man, you know, man it's just whack a mole. And then, all right, I had enough whacking, <laughs> seemingly in my mind, and then it got the principle. Oh. There's never a me that's going to see or have all this. Even the most subtle is never going to... It's always going to be trumped by context. In other words, the content can never get out of its definition. It's content. It's manifestation. It's expression. It's not context. You know? Imminence is not appearance. Yeah? The appearance isn't going to suddenly transcend appearance and now be able to appear behind the context. It's not, I just don't see it That's as a, as a possibility, yeah? So, follow every time something comes up, okay. So it still seems like I'm doing something, all right? Who's the eye that's doing that? Mm-hmm, maybe you'll find. You're gonna get, you're gonna run, into, you can't get behind, <laughs> you can't get behind the context, it's just impossible. So it's a nice surrender. When you get it, now you can get it quickly or slowly. It's because every experience is laden with a principle. So through the principle, you get a much larger view of things than if you look at each experience, you know, or each event. Each event will actually cloud the principle if too much attention goes to the event. Yeah. If you really focus on one event, you won't see the principle that it's that's there. You know what I mean? It's like when you have a a face in a in a thing. They say, find the cat. Yeah. And then you really, if you actually probably look up with a larger view, you'll see the cat more than if you're really studying. Yeah? Yeah. So it's more, no, 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 not oomph, but oomph, like that. Yeah? So you just, yeah. The principle will reveal itself, and the mind, actually, principle is a much powerful symbol than language, in a way. When you get a principle, like in recovery, 
a lot of people's recovery is based on them getting a couple of principles that any life run on self-will will not be successful. Yeah? That self is what has defeated us. Yeah? These things are points that you have to be convinced of. Now, there's thousands of experiences of getting defeated by this idea of being a self, but there's a principle that will save you a lot of experiences. If you can get the, the experience, this principle, that's any life run on self-will will not be as successful, it'll save you a lot of time. Yeah? You won't have to keep learning the hard way of getting hit by each event. You'll see, oh, five was enough. I got it, you know? Any life run on self-will is not going to work. Okay. <laughs> Self is what defeated me. Thank you. All right, yeah? Your mind expands, and that's, it's to me, much more symbolic and meaningful than narration principles. And it's much more sound. If your life is based on principles, it will have a harmonious, consistent uh, form of, uh, of expression. Yeah? You'll be someone to be relied on. It'll be... It's like always available at all times is much better than an experience to me. To be always available at all times with no requirement necessary is much... It's a much higher quality of mind than an experience. Yeah? So, that's why. That's what I would do. Look at it. See. Okay. There's still the sense of the one... See, somehow I have something to do with why it's not great. No, that's bullshit. You have nothing to do with why it's not great. Yeah? You have nothing to do with what you believe why it's not great. And then if, if that's the case, you'll lose interest in it not being that great, and it will probably be given permission to change. <laughs> you won't be mining it like a field. Because <laughs> the mind is using everything for its own advantage to build the beast. Yeah. That's what it does all day. Watch it. It's interpreting, but it's interpreting not just with a huge bias, unbelievable bias. Yeah. And you can see its theme its principles. You can see its principles. And once you see its principles, you'll realize they're built on fucking sand. Like Jesus says, if you build a house on sand, that's not a good move. He didn't say it that way. It's not a good move. That's not a good real estate venture. Yeah? What is he talking about? Yes? Any more questions? No?